Good evening, folks. It's Jay from Jay Talk. And of course, we have our wonderful co-host, Nick from the Nick Drop. What's going on, people? So, how you doing, man? Man, I'm t- I don't know what it's going to be. We've been doing this for well over a year now, and every single time, I cannot laugh at whatever you're going to start the show with. What? I don't that, know what it is. That, that you was... saw me right before you said something. You started the recording right before you said something. I just start laughing. Not out loud. I'm trying to hold it back because it's being recorded. Right. So so that poor Junior doesn't have to go. <laughs> just make I, I'm I'm ready for what you're going to do. Yeah, I went pretty normal today, and you were just like, okay, what's he going to do? What's he, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't do the good evening, folks, you know. I literally just went straight, kind of straightforward. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotten too comfortable with my abnor- abnormality, exactly. But people should just listen to our podcast just to hear the beginning of the show. <laughs> I you can turn it off. <laughs> the first five, couple minutes, so you're done. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, I don't think that there's more good content after the introduction. Oh, but no, I, but, I agree. But, but it is pretty, pretty funny. We tried to, I try to make it entertaining at the beginning. So, you guys watch me on YouTube, man. I'm holding it back. I'm laughing, but I'm trying not to make any noise. Yeah, exactly. It is pretty funny. I, I, yeah, I look at. I think it was what two episodes ago. You started laughing, and I couldn't help it. I started laughing with you, and we had to stop. And start all over again. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So, there so you go. how are you, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just you know, been crazy. You know, it's it's it has been been busy. You know, life in general is, you know, kind of been crazy. Uh, I'm getting ready to do an experiment, and uh, you know, just this will this will be fun. People enjoy this. I'm getting ready to do an experiment like what Nick did. You know. So I'm gonna change my dating profile, and so it's it should be interesting to see how the people respond. Well, I, I need you to send me. I need you to cut and paste what your profile is now and text it to me. Email to give me give it to me. Okay, I'll text a picture of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. fixing to change mine again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My mine's gonna be something along the lines of. If you believe in happy wife, happy life, swipe left. If you believe in, you know, something along those lines. If, you know, if you bring nothing nothing to the, if you're not bringing anything to the relationship, go ahead and swipe left. You know, I'm literally, it's in, you know, everybody's going to be like, yeah, but it's a negative profile. Okay. Too bad. Yeah. It's not working now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I did. I said, my profile right now says, if you reach out to me and I read your profile and I respond and then ask you a question, if you do not engage, I will, I'm done already. Yeah, exactly. And I'm getting it even still. I'm like, engage in quotes, capital letters, in parentheses, you know, the whole bit. Right. Engage the conversation. Had a lady reach out to me. I said something really quirky, which is, you know, I have a hard time doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something really quirky. She came back, and then I asked her another question. She didn't ask me anything. She just said, wow, that's really funny or whatever. She didn't ask a question. So I waited a couple of days. I sent something to her, 
and it was kind of bland. It might have been just, I hope you're having a great day or it's a great weekend, whatever. Right. So two weeks go by, nothing. And I said, well, I guess she gave up on me. And she goes, this is what she said. Not at all. No. She, she, that was it. Yeah. That was it. Not at all. You're, you're, <laughs> I know. Give me something. Exactly. <laughs> like talking to a deaf mute, you know? <laughs> but you know what it was? She's trying to check out to see how the guy she's dating now is going to work out. And she's, she, you're her backup. It's cha- chasing thing. I know. I know. I'm not going to chase you. No. I, I've been in. We're going to talk. This is what our show is about tonight. Been in a narcissistic relationship for I don't know how long, and it's just ridiculous. It's, I mean, so I'm not going to chase. Right. I want somebody to engage. When you're sitting across the table from somebody, strike a conversation. If you can't strike a conversation during texting, say, not at all. I'm better at talking than texting. Right. I would immediately throw my number out there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I agree. I, a lady says, give me your, you know, says, we need to talk. I'm better at talking. I'm like, okay. So I said, give me your number and I'll call you. And she says, you give me yours first. I understand that. At least she responded with, I'm not comfortable yet. So she said, give me your number. I'll call you. Boom. I gave her my number. Not even a minute later, she called. Mm, good for her. Here's the funny thing. What? She was drunker than Cooter Brown. Oh, my gosh. Slobbering drunk on a Wednesday night. Mm. I was like, that's not good. No. Not good. Yeah. So, okay. That's funny that we're talking about these things because part of it is tonight's episode is going to be comfort zone. Yes. Okay. That's literally what we're calling the, the the episode is comfort zone. And you may not think anything that we've said so far ta- uh, it has anything to do with comfort zone, but I disagree. Because here's the whole thing. Me changing my profile to some of those things, sort of like, you know, maybe even using some of these 3% man stuff that we from right. the book. Right. It's out of my comfort zone. It's not my normal thing to do, you know, and I'm going to be taking that kind of outside of what I would call my normal personality of the way I approach women and dating. And I'm stepping out of my comfort zone to try something new. Now, that's not the only reason why we're referencing comfort zone, but that's just a, a good example. You talk about, you know, being in a narcissistic relationship and how you can get comfortable with the person. But we'll dive into it more as the show goes on. But this is about your comfort zone. Where are you at? And is it the right place to be? And it sounds like we're saying the comfort zone is a good place to be. No. Not necessarily. No. This is actually, the comfort zone is actually a, bad place to be yes and you guys will figure that out by if you listen to this podcast because some of this shit i'm gonna tell you it's gonna blow your mind yes well and you know if you've listened to any of the previous episodes you can kind of see where the, where we're coming from on this some of this because you listen to previous episodes and you will see the kind of the growth 
self-awareness that we've done over the year, year and a half we've been doing this podcast, and we've had to step outside of our comfort zone to get there. Yes. You know, even the podcast for me was stepping outside of my comfort zone, but it was a good thing because it helped me grow. Yes. So it did. It's great therapy. People listen and start your own podcast. <laughs> we'll follow you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Okay. So, okay. I am going to let you go with the first story tonight. Okay. Okay. And this is two short ones right off the top. Okay. And just, you got to associate it with your comfort zone and why and how they apply. And maybe let's talk about what can you change to get yourself out of the comfort zone so it doesn't happen again. Right. So being in a narcissistic relationship that I've always been in, I, being an empathetic person, I'll do, I'll do it all. I mean, I walk in the door, I'm cooking and cleaning and organizing and, dinner, you know, and doing the dishes and all that stuff just to make her happy so that I get her attention, right? Right. That's, that's the way a narcissist plays their game. So with that being said, we're doing a, a binge day and we're sitting in bed and we're binge watching whatever, right. okay? And we had purchased these lava cakes dinner last night for the dessert, but we didn't eat them. Okay. So as, as we're sitting there on the bed, she just kind of says, wow, one of those lava cakes would really sound good right now if we put it in the microwave for like 30 seconds, you know, just to warm it up. Right. Usually, I would immediately jump and run, okay? <laughs> right. That's my comfort zone. Right. You do things without question, and you don't expect anything back. That's who I am. Right, right. Okay? It's just that, that was just, you know, your spouse, your significant other, your who you're dating, you just have no problem helping them. It just it feels natural for you, your comfort right. zone. Yes. But starting it off, there were things, it had been going on like that for quite a while. Right. And what I mean quite a while, weeks. Right. She didn't look at me and say, honey, would you run to the kitchen and go grab one of those lava cakes for both of us, one each, and put them in the microwave? Nothing, it never happens like that with a narcissist. <laughs> they just kind of go, wow, one of the, and, and snarky. Yeah. One of those lava cakes, you know, that kind of thing. So I said, yeah, one of those really sounds good. I wish I had uh, the force and I could just, you know, put them in the market and never get out of bed. Because I had I had jumped out of my comfort zone. I was tired of running and jumping and running, you know. Right. And being the one while she's kicked back, and she's giving me nothing. Right. No nice compliments, no thank yous, no nothing. Right. So if I'd have went and got the lava cake and came back, she would have went, oh, this is so good. She wouldn't have said, up yours, thank you, you know, nothing. Right. So at this point, I had already had enough, and I'm like, you know, yeah, that really sounds good. And she just went, she did, just looked at me like, what the hell's wrong with you? How come you're not getting up and running? So that's just as much my fault as it is hers, because she's done this multiple times in the past. And you've right? let her. And I've let her. Yeah. Okay, so this time I'm not going to let her. 
So she just looks at me and she sits there for about five minutes. <laughs> and then she's like, are you serious? <laughs> and then she gets up out of bed, goes and gets, heats it. I hear her heating up in the microwave, comes back, stands in front of the TV with it on a plate, one of them, and eats it right in front of me. Right. Right. And I went, okay. Just got up, walked out, got in my truck, and left. Uh, you didn't take your lava cake with you? No. Oh, you should I have. Care. I could have gone and bought another one. Yeah, I know. They were, well, you know. I know. But, <laughs> I'm just messing with you at this point. But yes, but I understand. Then, my phone's blowing up, and it's all my fault. And if I would have just got up and got it for her, and you're an idiot, and you're a loser. Yeah, she threw down on me. Really? For that? Yes, for that. So now that you've heard all that, let me tell you another quick one. Okay. Dry, um, my apartment is about 15 minutes away from work. Hers is about seven. Yeah. You know, so I was really running late this morning. I'm usually there 30, 45 minutes early, but I was really running late this morning. I get in the truck, and I'm I'm not flying like an idiot. I'm driving the speed limit. I'm still going to make it, but I like to be there early. I don't like to be there five minutes before. Right. So I'm driving, and she calls me, and she says, hey, where you at? I said, I'm running late. I didn't leave the house until 5 after 7. I usually leave about 6.30, quarter to 7. I said, I'm running behind schedule. And she goes, well, I've been here at work for 30 minutes, and they stopped purchasing the little French vanilla cups. Okay. Okay, your coffee. Yeah. So she says, I've been to all the break rooms, and I went to Across the way to the training building, there are no French vanilla cups out here for me to have my coffee. And I went, well, looks like you're going to have to do the half and half and sugar for today. Yeah. And she says, I don't think you got my point. <laughs> Dude, I'm almost fucking wrecked my car. Are you serious? I'm sorry. Uh, it's not funny, okay, folks. It, it really is isn't funny. funny because no, it's sad. It's just sad. Falls in audacity <laughs> to talk to somebody like that. I know. Now, granted, I'm going to take half the blame because I was a kiss ass, right? You know, right? I jump and do whatever, but this time I, you know, I finally put my foot down. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, you're not going to disrespect me like that. So she said, I don't think you got my point. And I said, I got your point, and it looks like you're going to be drinking half and half with sugar. <laughs> exactly. Sheer silence on the phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not funny. It's really sad. It, but it's... it's so sad that somebody actually, I would never in my wildest dreams talk to somebody like that. Right. I would call and say, hey, babe, I and there's no French vanilla here, and I really want a nice cup of coffee this morning. I've had a bad morning, blah, blah, blah. Would you please, I'll make it up to you. I would talk like that. Right. Exactly. And if they said, I'm really running late, let me get in the office, get set up, and then I'll run around the corner to the grocery store during work, because we can do that. You right. know, we got our own vehicle. And I'll, I'll go get us some French French vanilla. We, our first cup might have to be, you know, right. just half and half. That's the way I would portray it, not... I don't think you got my point. <laughs> Mother of fuck. Oh, dude. Jay, I swear, I'm in my work truck. I almost wrecked it. Uh, sorry, I man. I just could not believe 
And then when I got to, when I got to work, unfortunately, we worked together in the same building. Right. She's like, you have been one word short with me for the last two days and blah, blah, blah. And this all stems a whole nother deal. Right. And I'm like, I just don't have anything to say. I know. For with dealing with a narcissist, if you don't give them the audience that they deserve, they flip out. Right. So I said, I, I just don't have anything to say in a text message. Boom. Five pages of how much of a loser I am, what a piece of shit I am, everything's all about me, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it just went on and on and on. And when a narcissist does that, they're actually talking about themselves because they're mad that now the empath has caught on. Right. And I was calm. So those were two of thousands over the years with several different narcissists. Yeah, but see, I will tell you this. Okay, this is, and this is just my personal observation, okay, is your comfort zone would be to, okay, yeah, I'll swing by. But because they've taken advantage of that comfort zone so much, you're starting to make a conscious effort to step out and do what's right for you, not necessarily what's right for the relationship. Right. But what most people don't think about, in the long run, what's right for you is what's right for the relationship. Because if you are not happy, technically, there's not a relationship. Absolutely. We talked about needs. Somebody yeah. meeting their needs. I dated this woman for I don't know how long. And she never met my needs. No. No. Never. No. But because you lived in your comfort zone, it almost that status quo, don't want to yep. buck the system, don't want don't to deal with drama. Huh? Yeah, just much easier to do it. Yes. Because I'm gonna, there's going to be repercussions if I don't jump off my ass and go do it. Right. Exactly. And be late for work, you know. Right. Sort of like today, where the repercussions is, is somebody's sitting there blowing up your phone full of stupid stuff that really you don't have time to mess with, you right. know? Because it's like, it's not, it's not worth it. It's not. No. I mean, you know, so. When all this happened a while back, I finally hit my point where I was calm. I knew when she was coming at me with all those things, putting me down. It didn't affect me. Right. It didn't hurt me. It didn't scare me. I was, I, I'm, I'm ready to walk away from that relate. You know, at the time I was ready to walk away from that relationship. Right. So, I, and I'm like, I was just Mr. Cool. And oh, that pisses them off. Not I just know. her, but it pisses off narcissists well, because just they can't stand it. Right. But it also puts them out of their comfort zone. That's the funny thing about it, because it's not just yours, it's theirs. And you put them outside of their comfort zone, and they can either go two directions. Now, in your situation, they didn't go the positive direction. Some people will take that, and they're like, oh, crap, what have I been doing? And they will try to improve themselves, and they will step out of 
their comfort zone, which is a bad behavior or a bad habit or a bad whatever, and they will try to improve themselves. Yes. And, you know, so it's, yeah, it's insane. You know, just, and, and we're all guilty of it. I've, I was guilty of it too. We're not perfect. No. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, has there been a time when I've been sitting on the couch and the wife got up to walk towards the kitchen? I'm like, hey, babe, will you get those M&Ms? Will you get me another soda or whatever? And I would, I was always nice like that. Right. You know, and I would jokingly go, hey, Sensuous, Sensuous in the kitchen, you know, yeah. and be funny about it. Right. Because I don't ever want somebody to look at me and go, give me another soda or give me another, you know. Right. But see, here's the funny thing. That was your comfort zone, okay? That was your whatever. But the funny thing is, is you never know. Some people would be like, well, you always wait till I get up, then you ask. It's yeah. always, you know, so it's like instead of getting it up to get, to get it yourself, you always wait till I get up because you know I will to get my yeah. own. So you wait for me so you can get, you know, and I'm like, you know, uh, okay. It, it, sometimes people don't even think about, oh, I need something until somebody else gets up. And then they're like, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of, but it, there are people that do it because they will actually hold out and wait for you. But there are people out there that won't even think about it until somebody else gets up. So yeah, because it, it, yeah, it jars their, oh, wait, I'm out of soda. You yeah, know. yeah, exactly. Or it's, oh, crap, I forgot. I was going to get up and get me a drink. But... Honey, you know, so, but that's a comfort zone piece. You know, we get comfortable in that situation. So I'm still the guy that will still, no matter what, like, and I've done, I was married for 15 years. And if she got up, if we were watching a show, right. And of course, back then we would DVR or whatever you call it, you know, uh, TiVo. And we would, back then we smoked. So we would, Watch the shows, and whenever there was a commercial, run outside and smoke real quick, or we'd pause it or whatever. Right. If she ever got up to go to the kitchen, I was on her coat heels. I was giving her a little slap on the butt, going to get my soda myself. I never bothered asking. If I need something, I can do it myself. Right. It comes to things like that. There are things I can't do for myself, and that's why I want a wife. Right. You know? Right. But. I, I I wouldn't I never would ask. And I have pissed off many people. They got up, go in the kitchen, come back out. I remembered, oh wait, I'm out. I'd get up to go get what I wanted. And they go, I was just in there. Why didn't you just ask me to get it? I'm like, I, I, I don't know, you know. Right, right. Exactly. But see, that's the difference. If that's kind of the empath versus narcissist or versus, you know you know, some of the different personalities you would say, because like for you, if, if somebody was sitting at the couch and you got up and you went and you were pouring yourself a beer, you were doing something and they said, Hey, while you're in there, do you mind? You wouldn't think anything of it. Your personality doesn't care. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and when, you know, when I invite people to my house, like you guys, when you guys came over to my house that one time, you know, do you need something to drink? Everything. Okay. You know, um, I got, you know, I literally cooked a huge meal, you know, and y'all, y'all brought additional food, but I heated it up here. And, you know, I just, I, I was constantly asking questions like being a good host, 
Yes. You know, and and that's my comfort zone. Maybe a little overzealous sometimes, but that's my comfort zone. Right. So, you know, I, I'm going to tell you an interesting story, and I'm going to associate it not with just relationships or dating, but here's another good example. Okay. I love right. this. Comfort zone for work. How many times do we get comfortable? And even though we are in a bad situation, you know, we're comfortable where we're at. So we don't really want to rock the boat. We don't want to make any changes. We don't want to do anything. Right. Because we just, we really just don't, you know, we're just comfortable. So it's not necessarily better for our future. It's not better for our, you know, family. It's just, it's, it's okay. It's there. Yeah, it's there. Status quo, you know, comfort yep. zone. That, that's how I look at it. Because, you know, if you think about it, you know, recently I left a job. And part of that is, is you're comfortable. You, you, you're, you take a risk by leaving a company and going somewhere else because you don't know what the new company is going to be like. You don't know, you know, what your boss is going to be like. And so that was stepping out of a comfort zone, but it's was a positive situation. Now, not changing jobs isn't an always a positive, but if you get too complacent comfort zone, it can be a very negative situation at work. It's scary. Yes. Absolutely scary. Yes. 100%. You've got a wife and kids or whatever, and you're, they're, they're dependent on you to provide. Right. You know, and you get in this situation, and it, it's not good, and you're not happy with it, and that comes out. So, yeah. 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 So it, I just wanted to bring that back, that up. It wasn't necessarily part of what our episode was going to be about, but as we're sitting there and we're talking and you're talking about your situation, I was like, you know, we do this with many more things than just relationships and dating, jobs, you know, and, and things like that. We do it as well. But uh, most of our episode, folks, is going to be focused on the relationships because it's notoriously bad. We all do it. We get in these little comfortable points, little comfortable things that we do, status quo, you know, kind of whatever, and we really don't think about what we're doing. I, a great, a great way to look at it is: Have you ever seen the movie Click? Yeah. Okay. Long time ago. Long, Long time ago. But you remember, if he was like in the middle of something that he didn't like to do, he could hit the fast forward button, and it always, I would automatically fast forward him to something where. He was, you know, right. he could interact with it. And he got to the point where he, he was hitting the fast forward button through things. Just, it was comfort zone items. You know, it's just like, I, I just, I don't want to deal with this situation. Or, you know, I'm watching TV and just laying around the house. And so he just, it was like he was zombified, you know. Right. You honestly wonder is that what the comfort zone is sometimes? It turns us into zombies where we're just repeating the same thing over and over, you know? And we stepping out of the comfort zone is actually what breaks that habit. And, and you know, while you're saying that, one of the things I think of is 
being single and not even, I got to the point where I'm like, I'm hanging it up. I left the Facebook app open. If somebody hits me up, I'll respond. If I think, you know, if I like their profile and I think they're attractive and all that, but I'm not jumping out there and swiping right and left and looking through it and doing all that anymore. I'm done. Right. It's been a long time, but I actually am looking forward to coming home and being by myself and doing some of the things that I want to do, you know, cook whatever I want to eat and, it's a very unknown place for me. It's uncomfortable. It's not your comfort zone it's at all. Very comfortable because I'm usually going. What do you guys want for dinner? You know. Okay, good. I'll go get that. Right. Whatever it is. Right. And but- in the back of my mind, I'm going, man, I would love a steak. And they're going, oh, I want tacos tonight. You know, or something like that. Right. And I would just go, okay, tacos. It is. Right. You know. And I've done that my entire life, not just in relationships you know, romantic relationships, friends. Right. I hung around a friend for 20 years and he was a narcissist and we did everything he wanted to do when he wanted to do it. And I didn't even care. I I didn't care. Right. I didn't have to make any decisions. I liked that. Yes. That's your comfort zone. Yes. And to be a man, that's not the way a woman wants a man to do it. No. Does a woman might want control, but she doesn't want that much control. No, or she has to decide where we're going to eat, what we're going to do, and making special trips, and you know all that stuff. She wants because I just back and enjoy the ride. Right. She wants to make decisions, but she wants a guy to have masculinity. So if yes, you know that that we talked about that previously. You know, even on the three percent man, it's all about the masculinity i mean she still wants to make decisions she still wants an input in the decision but at the end of the day a lot of them just want a guy who's going to be like okay what's your opinion and then i'll make a decision right and you know i'm so bad about that because i won't say anything i'll say hey i really want to go eat seafood tonight and then an hour before we go eat seafood she's like no we're gonna go have steak my response, okay, <laughs> let it go. Right. And it's the worst thing in the world to do, but that's my comfort zone. And then months go by, and I go, I want some seafood, and we're going to seafood tonight. Why you got to be all a dick about it, you know, like that? Right. I'm like, huh, it's been months, and you have changed plans to every time we go do whatever. Right. Let's go see this movie. Okay. Pay for the tickets and go, no, we should go see this movie. Let's go change it. Happened to me. Okay. Yeah. No, that I've just that's my comfort zone. It like <laughs> and then one day I go, uh uh-uh, uh, I want to go see this movie. Why you gotta be such an ass about it? Or you know, and then it starts a big fight because now I'm taking control and they've had it. They're in their comfort zone and it screws them up. Right. So right. I'm working on all that. And that see that that you understand and being able to identify is half the battle. I mean, you know, you, that that's the key. I mean, isn't that isn't that what they say about alcoholics? Once you admit you're an alcoholic, that's half the battle. That's the start. Yep. Yeah. So admitting that you have a problem 
you are stuck in your comfort zone and trying to get out of it is is a first step. So that that's the key point for, you know, that's what I love about you is you're not settling. You're you're trying to improve yourself. I mean, even at your age, okay? I'm proud of you for trying to constantly grow as a human being. Awesome. Thank you. You know. Love it. Well, but I yeah. mean, so many people are just like, you know what? I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm never going to change. And you know what? So what? Well, I could so sad for you. You know, yeah. Right, right. Now, I, I will tell you, there are things about me that I'm happy with. Okay. Right. I wouldn't call yeah. them. Yeah, they're not comfort zone items. They are just things I'm happy with myself about. There are things I'm unhappy with. And I need to break those comfort zone items. But, right. you know, there's a difference between getting, you know, kind of, it, it's Nick's favorite saying, folks. It's a, there's a difference between it is what it is, you know, and actually trying to be who you are, you know. Right. Um, if you are comfortable, like for me, I, you know, I don't like smoking and I don't like certain things. Those are just things that are turnoffs for me. That, right. That's natural. That's not necessarily comfortable. It's just who I am. Because honestly, it actually limits the amount of women that I get to date by a lot. No, I wouldn't say a lot. Smoking is not as prominent as, as it was no, 30 years ago. Yeah, I agree with you there. But some of the other things that are you know, kind of one of uh, some of my yellow flags, whatever you want to call them, you right, know. Right. So, you know, sort of like, you know, tattoos. You know, most women have one or two or three tattoos, and that's fine with me as long as they're small tattoos. But if a woman's got a sleeve or she's got right. a huge tattoo on their back, that, that's a turnoff for me. Send her my way. I know, exactly. <laughs> Nick loves those. So, you know, girls, there's always somebody for you. But by the yeah. same token, it limits my choices because like a million people have tattoos right now. So it, it's, it's, you know, but I do find the ones that only have one or two and they're small and it's not a big deal. So, you know, it's, and I can't say anything. It's, I have a tattoo, you know, right. so it, it's not like I can, so it, I'm, I, I don't have a moral against tattoos, you know, so. No, but you, you would know. like it to be petite and pretty, not gaudy and covering your whole body yeah, you know exactly body things and all that yeah i get all that yeah. that makes sense yeah and that's fair right it does limit it does limit the, your abilities you know and your and the the pack out there whatever you want to call it exactly yeah limits the fish in the sea yes <laughs> so there's still a lot yeah a exactly lot exactly it's like yeah so but no i mean it's I have to step out of my comfort zone sometimes and swipe right on someone I wouldn't normally swipe right on, you know, it, just to, and I guess this is, you know, based on, you know, what you, you guys, you and Elise and Abigail have told me in the past, you know, I'm trying to be a little more outside of my comfort zone whenever I'm swiping on some of these I'm like you. I rarely swipe anymore on these apps. I really, I think I'm going to wait till like next May and just go single until next May. 
and then I may right. pick up and try to start dating again. But honestly, I'm just not in the mood to deal with any stress or drama. So I mean, it's and it's funny. I if I was going to look at profiles right now, I, I've pretty much had it up to here with. I love the beach and I love the mountains and I love to dance and I love the picnics and I love everybody loves that stuff. Yeah. That that's that's common. I did see one profile and I was kind of taken back because she said it literally her profile literally said I'm looking for somebody who wants to work on communication and boundaries. I about flipped out. Now, this was a while ago, and I swiped on her. Right. I swiped right. Yeah. Because of the fact that that's what I want to do. I want to meet somebody that's going to sit down and go, hey, look, got my feelings hurt, and this is why. And then you learn, and then one day, you never hurt their feelings. They never hurt your feelings. You know? But the funny, the funny thing is, is that's out of the comfort zone of a normal post. You, you know, yes, you is. think about that. Because that takes a lot of guts to put something like that because it's it's a negative, sort of like mine. It's a little bit of a negative profile in a lot of people's eyes right. because boundaries are negative, dude. You can't have boundaries. <laughs> See, that's the funny thing about it. Is if you listen to any life coach, if you listen to any psychologist, anything and anywhere in the world, you must set boundaries in your life with everything. No, I agree. Everything. I agree. To me, boundaries aren't. If a woman walked up to me and said, I want to sit down and you and I are going to talk about boundaries, I would literally go excited through the roof. Right. But, okay, if you were talking to a narcissistic person, boundaries are the complete opposite of what they want. Here's a story in a quick one. Okay. I finally sat down with my narcissist and I said, nothing's going to happen in this relationship until you and I learn how to communicate instead of fight. And we set boundaries in our relationship. Blew her mind. <laughs> Weeks went by on a daily basis. I said, when are we going to find time to sit down? And this is what happened. This is why I'm going to make it short. I'll just cut it short. It got to the point, every time she came at me that I did something wrong, I said, are we going to talk about boundaries? Shut the hell. She shut down. <laughs> shut down. All I had to do was say the word boundaries around a narcissist, and they completely shut down. Right, because it's outside their comfort zone. They, they oh don't want boundaries. Uh, they, they, Absolutely not. No. But that is a good thing for a narcissist is setting boundaries because then they can't take advantage of you. Yes, but they'll never do it. No, I know. But then that that word boundaries ended the relationship. Right. Seriously. I know. So, yeah. I know. But and see it was that's a good a, thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was good, a, it turned out to be good. Right. Well, it was yes, it's a good thing for you. Um, and unfortunately, you know, sometimes walking away from a relationship from a person who is not, not, uh, what, what's the best way to put this? They're, they're not respecting your boundaries. 
Yes. That's stepping out of a comfort zone. Yeah. Just the respect alone. Right. If you want something, ask nicely for it. Don't just go, I'd really like a lava cake right now and just assume that I picked it up and I'm going to jump and go, you know, that's just disrespectful. (laughs) Period. See, the funny thing is, is I would have been like, okay, so when are you going to go get one? Yeah. That's my response. If, if, if you want while you're up, you know you're not going to get it. <laughs> so, and then the snarky, you know, but it, it's, yeah, the it's, snarky it's, thing was a little over the top, dude. That was oh, like, no, that's yeah. the way they are. I, they are drama city. Okay. Male, female, there's no race, color, creed, nothing. Right. Sisters and narcissists are all the same. Right. Yeah. So That's still crazy. Yeah, I don't. I don't so, get that yeah, one. I want to change my profile and just flat out say that I'm looking for a woman that wants to learn how to communicate in a relationship and set boundaries so that we can have a great life. Right, and that's probably all it's going to say, and see what kind of, kind of response I get. Yeah, and see that's the whole thing. I'm going to stop swiping, change my profile too, do a little bit of an uncomfortable, you know, um, yeah, and. That way, see, just basically see what happens, you know? And, and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I've already set my standard that I don't care if I'm single until next May, you know? so <laughs> It's so funny. I, I'm sure we've said this in a past podcast, but all the girls that reach out to Jay are the women that I want to go out with and vice versa, pretty much. So that's why I keep saying with, with a couple I mean, exceptions. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple exceptions. But it's funny that how that works that way. Right. Why are the women that I'm interested in reaching out to you and you know that kind of thing? Well, you know? here's the whole thing. You're you're an empath, and most of the women that reach out to me are empaths. You guys would be great matches because you would understand each other. And you would work together, and those boundaries would be set. That's but there's not an attraction between impasse. No, that's that's the difference. Work on. Yes, I attract narcissists. Right, no doubt. I've proven that my entire <laughs> life. Whereas my family is going, oh my god, who are you dating again? You really married that one? You know, right. And see, the funny thing is, is for me, the narcissist wouldn't ever. They they wouldn't get their way. It, it would be a really interesting thing, you know. Right off the bat, you set boundaries. Yes, right off the bat. Yeah, we always talk about how blunt you are. Right. The minute you the minute you're blunt with a narcissist, they're gone. Well, either that or they take the back seat, and they after a while they're gone because they don't know how to handle it. But in the they'll beginning, you. yeah, they'll love bomb you until. When they get to that point where the red flags are important, yes. they're gone. Right. But the whole time that they're doing all that, they've got a supply on their phone. Right. They've got a fallback or multiple fallbacks. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know. Yes. And see, and that's the one thing I was actually going to do. One of the other things I may try is stepping out of my comfort zone and actually talking to multiple women at the same time. Because for yes. me... I only talk to one woman because I generally just don't want to, you know, I keep my story straight. I, I don't have time for that. Whatever you, you can say it a couple of different ways, but my comfort zone is one woman, you know? And the sad part about it is 
that's been detrimental to me. Yes. Okay. And and this is why I think stepping out of my comfort zone is probably going to be better because if I'm talking to two different women, I'm not getting attached too quickly to either one of them. Right. It forces me to take things slower, which would probably be better. Yes. You know, and so that's going to be when I finally pick back up and start getting active and dating again, that's one of the things I'm going to do, which is not comfortable. That's out outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, because you'll chat with somebody and chat with somebody else and chat with somebody else, maybe even three or four or five different women. And then you might not talk to him for a day or two or something like that. And then you want to reach out to them again, you have to go back and read everything that you said and they said yep. so that you have some kind of a continued conversation going on. Right. And that right there is a time-consuming, you know. <laughs> I, know yeah. I know, but here's the I whole thing. I did it thing. for a short period, and it was just, it was too much. Yes, but, but, but it, looking at me being the, you know, self-aware, trying to learn from my mistakes— I do have a tendency to just like be gung ho crazy, you know, this is a lot of fun. I'm having a great time. Okay, maybe we need to slow it down a little bit. We can still have fun. We can still have a great time, but maybe keep those emotions in check. Right. You know, and talking to two women or three women, you know, maybe even going out on a date with two different women is not necessarily a bad thing for me because it will keep my emotions in check because it's like, okay, well, who do I really like? Who, who's the one, but by the same token, who's the one that's treating me the best? It's exhausting. Yes. I've gone out on a date on a Friday night and a different woman on Saturday night. It's exhausting. Now, see, I couldn't do that. Now I could do a Friday night or a Saturday night and then the next weekend do something different, but yeah, I don't know that I could do out two different, oh, yeah. two different. Yeah, At one weekend I actually had a Friday night, a Saturday brunch, a Saturday, and a Sunday brunch with four different women. Oh, Lord, yeah. I, I was, I was I, the next weekend. I didn't do shit. I didn't do nothing, <laughs> and none of one of them was the drunk that almost got thrown in jail. That was yeah, that weekend. Yeah, yeah, I remember that yeah. one. Yeah. But we're yeah. not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, but yeah. yeah it, go ahead. No, no. I, I was done. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say is, yeah, it's, we all get in these, I mean, it's comfort zone. It, it's, it's the great analogy. And we all get complacent with where we're at and we don't step out. You know, it's sort of like right now, some people may have listened to a previous episode and heard. Um, it's if you haven't, but essentially what it is, is, you know, my goal is to move out of this house. Um, this is where my son took his life. Right. So one of the goals, and, and you know, we heard something, I forgot where I heard it from, but essentially if you're not working towards your goal, it's never going to happen. True. Okay. So I've been packing my house, you know, every every month. I packed four, yeah. four boxes. We brought it up the podcast a couple times, yeah. Right. Which, honestly, if you think about it, 
is uncomfortable because now you're taking all your normal stuff, daily stuff, books you read, you know, even part of my kitchen, and it's packed. It's not available on the everyday, right. you know? And so there are empty bookshelves, and it is very uncomfortable to look around my house sometimes because all our, some of my memorabilia is put up. No, my stuff that I normally enjoy looking up, having a memory, it's not there. It's in a box somewhere in a closet, you know? Right. And so I'm making myself uncomfortable to motivate, motivate myself to get out of this house. That's exactly right. That's, that's good, though. It, it, it is you're good. Ready. You're ready. Yes. Yes. I mean, you've been... Mentally, you've been ready a long time ago because of what's happened in that house. Yes. But now the whole package is ready. You're physically ready. You're going to do it. You've, you're motivated to get it done. And right. I'm proud of you for that. I know it took longer than you wanted, but I'm proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to in May. A lot of things are going to change for me. And, and we're really excited. Um, everyone in this house is pretty excited about that situation. So right. we're, we're, we're kind of like, you know, all we've got is what, nine months? Yep. Nine months. And, and that's going to go by quick. It, it will go by quick. And that's why I figure if I do four boxes a month, yeah, it's, you know, it's not going to be as painful when we actually get to the point where like, okay, now I want to hit the switch. I actually want to move. Okay. You know, everything's packed. All I got to do is maybe five boxes and I can book. That that's right. my goal is I want to be able to literally say, you know, okay, you know, maybe, you know, the, the dishes, you know, in the kitchen, like plates and whatever, but I may pack all my glass plates and just use paper plates. That's know? what I was just thinking. Yeah. Just, I made the mistake of ordering too many paper plates last time I got on Amazon. Nice. Okay. Six hundred paper plates showed up in my door. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's a lot of paper plates, dude. I got plenty. Yeah, you got plenty. So, well, so no, I wanted to come back to this other point. We were kind of talking about comfort zone and texting. Texting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is, I immediately respond. Yeah. I want to not have to have. I don't like to wait. Right. If if I send you a text message. Now, I've had rules in my relationships in the past. It says eight to five Monday through Friday or whatever your work schedule is. If you text me or I text you, do not expect a response right away because we're working. Right. I I will walk away from my phone. You know, you've called me at work and I've walked away from my phone and not answered. Right. You know, and that's that's always been kind of my boundary, my rule. Right. But when it comes to these Facebook, these dating things, when I first start texting somebody before we get to the point of phone numbers or even after phone numbers, we're texting. Right. I want to immediately respond. I have seen 50 TikToks of women saying, make us wait. I know. Do not respond immediately. I'm like, what in the God? What? Seriously? I know. Why? Right. They want you to wait. They're like, it's more attractive if you wait because your life is busy. And they're always talking about the beginning of, a texting before you've met right. or right after you've met kind right. of thing. And I'm like, 
is stupid. My <laughs> comfort zone is to respond immediately. Right. It is very hard for me to read something and then go, okay, I'll do it later. What do you do? You forget about it. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh no, not Mr. Empath here. All I think about <laughs> is don't forget you got a text. Don't forget. Don't forget. I've actually set an alarm on my phone for three hours. So that reminds me to text because I wanted to see, respond. See now, uh, and I don't know what to respond. That's my comfort zone that drives me insane. Uh, okay, so this is actually one of those ones where it's a positive comfort zone. Okay, I it is. I it's disagree, not- and it's not, but it is. But see, I disagree. I'm like you. It's just like, look, I'm. If I look at your text, it doesn't matter when it came in. That's when I had the free moment to look at it. Right. If it came in one minute ago or three hours ago, that's when I got to look and respond. That's my attitude. See, that that's the big that's my, you know, and that's a comfort zone. Now the funny thing is I'm gonna I'm gonna tease Nick a little bit here. He texting is not his comfort zone. It's not my comfort zone at all. Right. He is extremely a funny, witty, intelligent guy, but for some reason, texting is not his forte. I just don't get it. I go blank. Yes. It's 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 not funny, but it's funny. Yeah, it it's that's exactly right. <laughs> now I do have my moments lately where I've I'll come out and I'm very artistic or very, you know. Right. And I'll be able to text something like that. Right. So, but yeah, texting just does not work for me. That's, I made the suggestion. You ought to literally hit the mic and just talk what you want to speak. Because it seems to flow naturally when you're actually voicing it versus typing See, it in. If we're, but if we're on the phone, yeah, that's, that's when I'm comfortable to be able to be witty and cut up and laugh. Yes. When I get text messages going, hey, what kind of music do you like? Oh, well, you know, a classic rock. That's the way my texts come back and say, instead of being excited about, oh my God, you know, I listened to this song the other day, but, you know, it was right. great. You know, I, I can't fathom that. But if they say, well, what kind of music? Oh my God, I used to go to Bandera and we used to country and Western dance and we used to do, can't do that in a text. Right. And that's where my blockage is, my, my comfort zone is. is <laughs> I asked a lady one time just for the hell of it. I'm like, you said you like music. What kind of music do you like? Her response, all kinds. <laughs> what is that? I know. There is. That's the emptiest answer. You you can't respond to that. Right. Ask me a question. I love country music. Who's your favorite artist? I can drag that shit out for hours. Right. Oh, my God. Tracy Lawrence. Or, oh, my God. Garth Brooks. I love Garth Brooks and I bought a CD, blah, blah, blah. You know, so, I went to one of their concerts, you know. <laughs> I like bringing, I, I, I like bringing women out of their comfort zone on that question. That one is hilarious. Okay. Because every time I like all music, really? Do you like dubstep? What's dubstep? Really? You say you like See, all music, I, what the hell? <laughs> If they said that, if we were on the phone, I would be being able to band back with them. I know. In a text message, I'm like, well, that just ended that. Yeah, I know. I know. See, and that's a bad comfort zone for me. I have to get out of. Right, right. 
But see, uh, yeah, for me, I just, I find those always pretty hilarious because, I mean, that's an easy one for me. I do really like all kinds of music with one exception, you know, I do have one exception, huh? But if somebody says, what's your favorite? What's my favorite style of music? Well, no, I'm saying if when they came back with me and they said all kind of music, my response was, what's your favorite? Right. And (laughs) this particular one. Never answered. Right. So my favorite right now is kind of a mix between a couple of different things. Um, I can name my favorite artist, and that might help define what I like the most. Right. Okay. Because my favorite artist doesn't necessarily follow a genre. And so Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about her on the podcast. Yeah, Lindsay about? Sterling. Yes. She's oh, a violinist. Oh. She's a dancer. So she does um, remakes of like video game uh, songs and she does dubstep mixed with their violin. She's done all kinds of little things. And so it's a mixture of dubstep and classical and violin and gaming music and just it's it's all over the place. But I love the way she plays and the way she performs. And it really it just intrigues me. So. Yeah, for me, that's that's my answer. How do you answer, Lindsey Sterling? Yeah, that's my favorite genre. No, that's my favorite artist. Right. You know, and then you can kind of build from there. So, but see, you know. I listen to all. I I got shit all the time for listening to top forty music. I like but top forty. I know, but these country and western bumpkins, Harley riders that I ride with, it's either classic rock or country. Right. And they don't even like the they don't even like the new country. Right. They yeah. like the old classic country, old classic rock. <laughs> yeah. So Alan Jackson when, type shit. In a way. Yeah. Even older than that, right. George Jones. Right. Exactly. Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So when somebody asks me that, I say, Fast Wolf, who nobody knows, he's an Italian rapper. There you go. Alex Clary, who's never been in the United States. And has a very eclectic music. And then I go from there to Breaking Benjamin, which is alternative rock. Yep. And then Halsey. Those are my top four. There you go. Seal is still one of my favorites. Hootie the Blowfish, they're one of my old time, all time, oh, you know. D- dude. Now, nah. Hootie the. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 D- uh, Darius um, Rutger. Yeah. Darius, Darius Rutger. Rutger. I love him as a country singer, too, not just That's in Hootie. He, there, there. That boy, when he gets behind a mic, no matter what he does, it's fabulous. Yeah, he's a he's a phenomenal performer. Yeah, he, yes. and I gotta say this since we're talking about Darius Rucker, I went to a Hootie and the Blowfish concert. I was in seventh row, and it was at the Cynthia Mood, Cynthia Woods. Right, right. We got a row seat. We were there an hour and a half early before the concert started. So everybody's running around backstage. Darius walks out with a Budweiser can in his hand, no music. No backup, no nothing. He sang a song, and it was about his mother. Okay. And walked away. And it was so awe. Nobody applauded. Everybody was just sitting there with their mouth open as he walked off stage. Yeah, it was a shock. Yeah. Shock, and I mean, oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. He's amazing. He gave, for those people who were diehard, showed up early for his concert, he gave him a little piece of him. Of him. Before yeah. the even the beginning band, whatever it is, the opening band came out. Right. 
awesome. Right. Now, that's a yeah. true artist. His, he gives the crowd a piece of him, part of yeah. his soul, part of his whatever you want to call it. Yes. He gave. And the, he was drinking before his concert, too. So you. Yeah. <laughs> unless he put water in that Budweiser. I don't think he Yeah, no, 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 no. Exactly. So, but no, yeah. Lo, love Darius Rucker. So, yeah. He's, he, he, he yeah, the genres of music, you know. I wouldn't ever, if somebody says, what's your favorite music? Right. I wouldn't say all of it. That's exactly what I'd say. Well, here's the breakdown. Right. Okay. So that's Frank Benjamin Hall is Halsey. Yeah. Okay. Since we're talking about comfort zone, what music is outside your comfort zone? Okay. That is a great question. Because then we need to tie up this episode. So I figured that let's end it with a little bit of what's out of your comfort zone for different things. Okay. Okay. So I actually went to a Sid Vicious concert. Okay. And you know his his what was it? Something punks or whatever it was. Right. I don't remember the name of it, but Sid Vicious was the only name I remember. Right. And that's that hard grunge, you know, hair banging. Yes. Mosh pitting. That would that's that is too much for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's too much for me. Right. I don't think I could do that. So deep, that deep rot rap. That's way out of, you know. Yeah. 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 So I will tell you the funny thing is I can name an artist right now that is out of my comfort zone, but I liked one of his songs and you'll okay. know immediately who I'm talking about. It's Marilyn Manson. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, does, um, yeah, you're right. I don't think I'd ever go to one of his concerts. No, ever, ever. completely out of my comfort zone. I, I wouldn't. I don't like any of his music. I don't like his style. I don't like anything. But for some reason, "Beautiful People" was actually a decent song. Yes, you're right. It is. <laughs> so it's you know it was just kind of like, oh, okay, you know that one grew on me. Don't know why, you know, but that. Out of my comfort zone. In a normal situation, I would never listen to his music. So was it one of those where you heard the song and then then you found out who the artist was? You were like, seriously? Yes. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Exactly. You're like, I am and you and you're th I'm never gonna listen to that again. But it's a good song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, okay, yeah, this guy is really not in my comfort zone. But dang it, I do like this song, you know. I'm sure there are plenty, a lot of people who say that about Justin Bieber, too. But, you know, it's... Uh... <laughs> See, and I listen to Bieber all the time. I know, I, really... I know. I'm making a joke. It's, it... But you I know how like... many people hate on Bieber. That's why I was making the joke. You know, it's like they heard the song and they're like, oh, this is a great song. Oh, man, it's from Bieber. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm just, it's funny because there are a lot of people who will, they, they don't like an artist, but they love a song and then they find out who it's from. And it's like, oh, this is not in my comfort zone. This is not in my normal whatever. Okay. So restaurants, have you ever gone to a restaurant that's out of your comfort zone? That is a great question. Off the top of my head, I. I'm one of those that I want to try it, right. whatever it is. Right. Okay. I don't think I've ever been, I don't think I have. Okay. Yeah. I, I've actually gone to a restaurant and they, and it was in Germany and I couldn't read the menu. 
See, and I just pointed to something on the menu, and it was liver and onions. Oh, yeah, that would have been rough. It. Yeah, I, I don't know well, if I, I, I don't know if I could have eaten it. Well, they cooked it well. Okay, and, fair. So, but yeah. it was all right. Yeah, no, it was, it was fried or whatever. Okay, so I do have a comfort zone for a restaurant, or I even. Oh, a, I know what your comfort zone restaurant is. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. okay. So. During the Windows 7 migration, okay, okay, I did not like sushi. I would never touch sushi at all. And, wow. And Jeremy actually got me to break out of my comfort zone of not wanting to touch sushi, and he got me to try some smoked salmon. And after that, it's like, well, you know. Oh. What's yeah. our favorite restaurant? Masa Sushi. Yeah, exactly. Masa Sushi. So. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because that was uncomfortable for me. Right. You know, but it was a negative comfort zone. Honestly, there was no reason for me not to try. I love fish. Why right. wouldn't I try sushi? You know? And so. I'm going to try anything kind of person you I, know. I know but i mean there are a lot of times where you just have this negative you know that's kind of out of my normal you know and and there are a lot of people who don't like sushi and and i understand I, that you know but there are a lot of people who don't like fish either and so sushi for them is really not a you know if you don't like fish there's no point in try sushi well so. until you took me to torchies true i probably would have never stopped in there on my own really Yes. Now that I'll go there. If they put one in Mount Bellevue, I'm going to be eating there all the time. Right. You love the trashy, doesn't you? Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And it's good, healthy food. I know. It is. It is. So oh. it, it was. It was. And, you know, for me, the first time I went to Torchy's, it was actually a really bad experience. That's what you said. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't two years later. Somebody was like, hey, we're going to Torchies. Uh, company's paying for it. Uh, okay. I, it's not like I got a choice, you know? And it's like, okay, so, you know, and they're like, oh, you got to try this. And I'm like, okay, and you got to get it trashy. And I'm like, get it trashy? And I look up at the menu, and it's like, it's even on the menu? What the hell kind of stuff is this? Oh, my God, it was so good. I was like, you know, it... it it changes everything because my first experience was so negative. I just didn't think I'd ever go back. Yep. You know, so, um, but yeah, so, you know, folks in life, there are times we do get very complacent, very much in a comfort zone. And honestly, it really, it can't be bad for you. You know, comfort zone isn't always good. And, and you need to look at that and look at your life and, and understand, hey, where am I at? And, you know, it, Nick has great examples. He's told a couple of stories tonight. You know, I've told a couple of stories. You know, look at yourself. Look internally and, and see, you know, where are you at? Are, are, are you just going through the motion and you're in your comfort zone so you're not really trying to change things? Are you in a bad situation that really you should move forward, but you're just... You're comfortable. So why should I why should I change? And so if you, if you can 
Look at yourself in the mirror and count to 10. You have enough confidence in yourself to be able to focus on what your comfort zones are, where you need to be, and where you need to move forward. Good way there to put so it. People, there are so many people in this world that cannot look, just look at themselves in the mirror and count to 10. They just can't do it because they're not happy with themselves. Uh, fair point. All the, okay. all the crazy stuff that I've, I've put myself through with the narcissistic relationships, I can still look at myself and go, today's a good day. Proud of you. You're going to get it done. You have integrity. Yes. You know, right. that helps a lot because I can look at myself and I can see that out of the corner of my eye and I can count to 10 and go, today's going to be a good day. Right. I do that every morning now. And it that putting that tattoo right here for, I see it every morning. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. So I'm proud of you, man. That that that's uh, that's got to be a sensitive place to get a tattoo too. That's <laughs> on the boob, right over the heart. Yeah, I know, I know. So, but no, that that is that is really cool. I like the way you put that though. Count to ten. You can look at yourself in the mirror, you know, because yeah, I didn't think of it that way. I can look at myself in the mirror. I'm not worried about it. I I'm happy. I'm not happy with my weight, but I'm working on it. I haven't given up hope. It's not like I'm, you know, whatever. I have to get uncomfortable sometimes about that. But I'm not, I'm happy with who I am as a person. Has bad things happened in my life? Yes. Yes. Here is the key point, and I'm going to close this episode with this one comment. I'm not going to do our normal tag. I'm not going to do anything like that. But this is my closeout comment. You woke up this morning and you've lived through all your bad days. Keep on living.